This is Digital Podcaster, hosted by Dylan Schmidt. Welcome to Digital Podcaster. I'm your host, Dylan Schmidt. And today I have my first interview episode for you. So this is, uh, if there was a recipe for this, this would be equal parts. Mm, Kind of hilarious. The universe works in mysterious ways. Before I set this up and introduced who the guest is. Um, So check this out. (laughs) Oh, this in the last episode, I talked about how I've been doing audio for years. And yeah, there's still mistakes from time to time. Um, Well, on this podcast episode, the I had just like technical malfunction after technical malfunction. And I, I know what the issue is, you know, afterwards, of course, but in the moment, you know, you don't always get to recognize those issues. So I had a few things that I was testing out. I love different gear and different apps. Um, if you know me, you know I love my tech stuff. I'm a tech nerd at heart. And so <laughs> I just can't help but laugh because when I did this interview with Brett, I was trying out new software. I was using, um, I don't even, I guess I'm going to just say it. I use this app called Riverside FM. I thought it was like a cool alternative to Zoom. I've used it a few times since. I don't know that I'm completely sold on it, to be honest with you, because there was a setting in there that was quite sneaky and had some feedback issues. So the audio came out just a complete mess on my side of things. On Brett's side, it was good. On my side of things, it was uh, I had a little bit too many things going on. Um, and it wasn't, you know, in the moment, uh, as far as I know, I mean, Brett didn't say that he heard anything weird. Uh, I didn't hear anything weird on my side. Everything sounded good. Um, but that went up and then, you know, I was, I've been doing work from home stuff for years. Um, and, and my camera kept dying. It was like a weird, I don't know if it was Friday the 13th, if there was a full moon and, um, teen wolf was out there just howling away and it just short circuited everything or something, but it was just like one thing after another and kind of comical because, you know, this is digital podcaster. I, my focus is on podcasting and I just hit one thing after another. But the good news is the meat of the interview is still there and it's a lengthy one. And I listened to the whole thing now, um, quality control. And uh, I'm not saying like I was in it and I just listened to the moment. No, I re-listened to it, of course. And uh, everything sounds good. And there's no parts in there that you're like, I just this just cuts out or anything like that. It's been cleaned up quite a bit. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Brett. Um, let me introduce a little bit about Brett Shuford. So he is, his background is in Broadway and he's been on uh, different Broadway acts and we get in a little bit about that, but why I had him on, and we'll talk about this in the episode, why I had him on is because uh, he teaches a lot about confidence and he has a pretty good size following on Instagram. And I was looking for people to interview on Instagram. I was looking, let me, how do I rephrase that? <laughs> I was looking on Instagram for people to interview for the podcast. That's it. And I was somehow landed on his page. And within like seconds, I was like, this is exactly who the type of energy I need on the podcast. And I'm so grateful because he said yes. And, um, We've become uh, friends since. And yeah, so three huge takeaways for this episode. So you know what you're getting into. So you're not walking into too, too blind is uh, how to be confident even when you don't feel like it, because I have been secretly surveying 
some people in the audience, not saying it's you, maybe it's not you, maybe it is you, but confidence was a reoccurring thing that came up when I was putting my feelers out. And then, so yeah, we talked to Brett about confidence because let's face it, there's nothing more uh, terrifying. Uh, I don't know about you, I'll speak for myself here. There's nothing that sounds more terrifying than doing live performances in front of people. There's no like editing, there's no cleaning up the audio, there's no second tries. I mean, yeah, you could get a second try, but everyone would see in the moment the first thing. And then we're talking like, I think he said something like you would perform eight times per week, I believe. Um, I mean, that's a lot. That is demanding. Like there is, you know, acting is way more forgiving, like for film than Broadway. Like Broadway, I'm the older I get, the more I realize that's like some true artistic endeavor that not everyone can translate. Like not everyone could just translate to Broadway. So kudos to people doing Broadway. And I think that there's a lot of, we can learn from that. Um, and you know, that's a very live skill. So that was another, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Brett. I don't know a lot about the Broadway world. I'm not a big Broadway fan, but I have a super, you know, curious mind, um, in all things in life. And, you know, Broadway is one of those things. And I would love to learn more about it. I just don't feel like I've been introduced correctly because it wasn't something that my parents were into. I don't know. I just never been properly introduced to it. Um, and then another takeaway uh, that you'll get in this that we dive deep into is Brett's strategies for putting himself out there consistently. He is super consistent, especially on Instagram that I've seen. And it's inspiring just to see the level of consistency, but the level at which he, you know, consistently puts himself out there, the heart is so inspiring. Uh, and I know you'll walk away with that inspiration. And then the last thing is how to identify who you make content for. So if you're a content creator, which most likely you are, you know, one of the things that's important is identifying who you're making the content for and pro tip, it's not yourself. Um, or maybe part of it is yourself, but there's also someone else out there. And Brett talks about his strategy for identifying who he's making content for, which I love that. I, you will hear my brain visibly open, go, oh, a lot of oh's in the episode. So all of this helps with not only your personal brand journey, but your own personal growth journey and the journey of your audience. So I know you'll you'll love this. I know you'll love Brett and um, there'll be more interviews coming soon. But after the episode, check the show notes to learn more about Brett and find him on all the socials and give him a follow. Um, but thank you for bearing with the audio craziness. You know, I just, I'm running with it and then it'll get smoother over time, which is funny because this is not something that would happen as if I was doing it for someone else. Then I do it for myself and that's what happens. So enough about that. The audio is great. We'll leave it at that. Thank you for being here. And here is my interview with Brett Schuford. Thank you, Brett, for joining me on Digital Podcaster. I was just, just chatting with you before I hit record saying I was just putting it out into the universe as I was looking for people to feature on Digital Podcaster. And I I've been getting messages about confidence and it's something that I don't know if I struggle with. I'm not like too aware that I do, I guess, but I know that a lot of people in my audience struggle with it and I'm not like the confidence person. Like I am not the most sensitive to the needs of someone who's not feeling confident. And what do I do when that happens? I don't try and force something that I don't know. I look for people that 
are better at it than me, <laughs> which there's a lot of things in this world. Yeah. Which that, that gives me a lot of opportunity on the show, I guess. So yeah. So Brett, thank you again. And I'd love to chat with you because I was, I was going through your, your social identity, I guess, <laughs> the lack for a better word. And you do Broadway, you do acting, you do social media videos, you do it all, and mm-hmm. you make it look incredibly easy. And <laughs> my goal in our short chat for the time we have is to ask you, what's so easy to you is is not easy to like 99% of people out there. <laughs> is there is there some type of trick or something to make it look as easy as you do? I know you've done it for years, so like obviously you have the time and skill, but are you always just like... Or is it even not that easy for you? And I'm just filling in words for you. Tell me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I think there's always something fascinating when people say it looks easy because it's a lot, you know, and it's vulnerable and vulnerable isn't easy. And I think that, you know, repetition is the mother of skills. So, yes, there's that. I've, I have spent most of my life in front of an audience in some form. So it's easy for me to want to put myself on a platform because I've put myself on stage since I was a kid, you know, but, and I realize not everybody has that drive and that passion <clears throat> to be on display, but hello, 2021, this is the thing now. Right. And I think I take for granted how I wouldn't even say that it's easy for me to do it. It's just easy for me to risk it. Mm. Right. It's not that it's, so I always say to like clients, confidence is not the absence of our self-doubt. I think a lot of people are waiting to feel confident so that once they're no longer doubting themselves, but the confidence is the acceptance of ourself. All those people that you see as confident, it's not that they don't have self-doubt. It's that they've accepted it and they move forward anyway. Yeah, I can right? see that. I can and see that, that a lot, yeah. That's what confidence is. It, yeah. it is the acceptance of your doubt. It is the acceptance that, yeah, that stuff's going to come up and I'm going to hear that, what I call the itty bitty shitty committee in my head telling <laughs> me all the reasons why this isn't going to work. I like that committee. Right? I mean, I don't like that committee, but I, I can relate to that committee. <laughs> I got that committee. To, they have a Los Angeles chapter over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of chapters I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of intersections for yeah. that. And, and you know, it's going, okay, I'm going to hear it, but I'm going to hear that voice. It's going to come up and, but I'm going to take action anyway. Yeah. And yeah. risk and risk, like risk it. Yeah. Just take the risk. Yeah. And so like, personally speaking, I'm only speaking for myself here. Like I found when I, I started digital podcast or you start putting, putting myself out there more being behind the scenes for quite a while. And I've noticed that acceptance is a huge part of it. And I could pick apart any piece of everything I've ever made of there's an issue with it, whether it's like something on my shirt, something on my lip, hair's not perfect, lighting's weird, whatever it is. And I've started to realize that too, is that acceptance. And it, it seems like it's just something that keeps going though, right? Someone like yourself who has been in front of the camera, in front of people so much, does that, do you, it seems so foreign to me that one day there is this just complete acceptance or is it like before you hit publish on something, are you still? Yeah, no, acceptance is a daily action, Yeah, right? I have to constantly 
let go of my need to control everything and feel like, you know, and, and mostly I think a lot of us are afraid of what other people are going to think. And that if we fail on social media, we're going to fail publicly and that it lives on the internet forever and BS, BS, BS. But the truth is that most people who are on social media, they're not thinking about you. Mm hmm. Yep. They're thinking about themselves. Yep. What's in it for me? Right? They're looking to escape, get some entertainment or something. Yeah. They're thinking about you. So, like, make it, create yeah. it. And especially now when you have 800 followers, you might as well risk failing now. Yeah. Until so that you don't do it when you have 13,000. 805. Right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good point, though. And so, like, I have so much stuff I want to ask you, but I have a friend getting into Broadway here in LA. He actually just moved from New York, which is probably the opposite thing he would want to do, but he has, this sounds so LA. I'm sorry. This, he has connections. So, <laughs> so he's comfortable moving out here and I'm, you know, chatting with him about just that, that approach in general, because, you know, living in LA, like you got friends, I got friends that are actors and I know you're in both worlds here, but there's, there seems something so unforgiving about Broadway. Like you can hit stop. We can edit out anything in this podcast. You don't have to post the Instagram reels. There's email doesn't have to be sent. The audition tape can be tweaked, but Broadway it's like in the moment. And that seems like another level of acceptance. That's like, that's like the special forces of acceptance of that video and, and podcasting specifically doesn't really have to deal with. Yeah. I think that maybe you're right, that that's a skill that transferred over to, for me in real life, because it's, you just adjust, like something goes wrong on stage, you adjust, you know, you try just, no one gets hurt. You get off the stage, the story gets told. And at the end of the night, you, you know, you do it again tomorrow. And it, it it's, it's one of those things where the repetition of that as taxing as it can be, you always, you know, it, it trained, I think it trains a lot of theater people's brains to just go, you know what? The moment's gone. Live joy of live theater. They always say that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I have to, I can do it better tomorrow. And, and that's, a great rule for anyone who's trying to create stuff online is just to go, you know what? I, it, it matters more that I did it and I didn't let perfectionism be the enemy of good. I just let it be good so that it can get better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that so much. How many shows would you, I'm pretty naive, sorry to like just Broadway work in general, but how many shows like, what is like a typical thing? Like in a week, we usually do? do eight shows a week. That's typical. Eight shows a week. And mm -hmm. each show is how long? Yeah, usually two, two and a half hours. And would, how much of a show out of the, let's just say two hours, how much of a show would you be in? Are you in, is, is there so many cast members that like, you might only have a 15 minute part in it? I don't know. I, it depends on the show. It really depends on the show. So yeah. usually the ensemble does spends a lot more time on stage than the principals, to be mm. honest. So, you know, it's taxing in that you have to have your energy up. You got to be, yeah. you got to be vocally warmed up, physically warmed up, you know, and then you also are usually commuting to Times Square, which takes a lot of energy. Yeah, in itself, so, that's a performance. 
just trying to get to work, you yeah. know, <laughs> just um, trying to survive. So it's, a, it's a high stress, high adrenaline job. And how sure. many, like out of each show, could you point out like mistakes in each show, like that people had made or because I know the audience wouldn't pick up on those, but like, or is it just mm-hmm. like, flaw? I know it's at like a different level, even at a high level, are there still mistakes being made? In a show, or is oh, it pretty absolutely! Beautiful? Every show, something, something can go wrong. You just never know. Something, somebody misses an entrance, or a set piece doesn't work, or costume zipper gets stuck. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. Yeah, and I sort of look at it like, you know, if I if I when I go see shows, I can definitely tell if somebody flubs a line. Yeah. Or, even if it's a show I don't know, I can usually be like, oh, oh, they messed that yeah. up. <laughs> I can usually tell that, but I can tell you 99% of people who are sitting in the audience can't tell because yeah. it's just, but that's just the, you know, when you've done it for so long, I think, I think that, you know, I forget. I see things that I'm like, ooh, ooh, maybe they should have done that. And people are like, no, I was looking over there. Or, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. why I love theater. Yeah. That's why I love it. And that's like the mark of a true expert that, even when something seems perfect to someone else, they're like, yeah, but they could have done this better. And not in like a critiquing, like putting it down way, but like in a, in actually an enhancing and constructive way. Like, that's so yeah. cool. That's so cool. So primarily, are you working with other coaches? Are you working with people looking to get into Broadway? How do you work with people? Yeah. Most people I work with are cre- creatives of some sort, mm-hmm. right? So I have, People, I have some actors who maybe have a side hustle and they're trying to figure out how to market both. Mm -hmm. I have some people who like, I have a person who's a fitness trainer and he just wants to build a personal brand. And so I'm helping him get really clear on that. So it really depends on, on who it is. I mean, I mostly since the pandemic, it's been a lot of social media marketing and personal branding that Mm -hmm. people are coming to me for. And I think mostly because a lot of people in theater kind of poo-pooed social media and felt like it wasn't a theater thing. Mm -hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, they were all like, well, shit, (laughs) I wish I'd had an online brand. And they started going, Brett Juper does like Brett. It's been, it's been kind of interesting. That's cool. And has there been like a, have you noticed people move into just kind of the influencer route or have they moved into, I'm sure it's all sorts of different, you know, ways people are showing up on social now that their industry has changed, but is there a common thread you've seen? I think most people just want to get really comfortable. Like we're even talking about being authentic. Yeah. Yes. They want to feel safe sharing themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think there a lot of people are f- afraid to do that. They think they need to just share what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for people to see the value in sharing who they are. Mm. Because it's such a gift to be, you know, as uh, if you're going to be a public person, if you decided to be a public person, like your responsibility now is to, you know, show up for your, for people and be present and help them know they, they don't, that they belong, you know, show them that they belong in the world. Yeah. It's like, you can't check out. Yeah. That requires you to be vulnerable. That requires you to, to be honest. And I think for too long, social media has been dominated by people who weren't being vulnerable, who were sharing only the good, only the perfect, only the curated perfect, 
like feed and color schemes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I think it's really shifting. And I, and I think that that's a result of this time and people spending more time online and they really want to feel seen and connected. And that's the opportunity we have. I, so I, I love that. I mean, it, it does kind of turn into influencer space. If it's you want to create word. income, that's an option you can do, but but ultimately, I think it's really for most artists, at least in my experience and creatives, it's just they want it to feel like them. They want it to match their personality. Yeah, you know? I could see that. I could see that. And it's interesting to me when people have the conversation about like how to stand out online. And, you know, the conversation typically, if I'm having a conversation with someone, it kind of goes back to just being authentic, being yourself. And, it's funny because I don't know what it is. And this is, and this is part of the reason why a big reason why I'm having you on is I feel like I'm myself, like I'm weird and like my weirdness doesn't even fully shine through all the time because it's not like I'm recording all the time, but I am like, I just, I don't know. I'm just like, just weird. It doesn't matter if like it's my brain by myself or I go to a restaurant and it's, you know, the person going to see us or something. It's, I just, my brain just doesn't shut it off. Yeah. I don't really know what that is, but I would imagine you probably see it more with, with people that you're working with. Is there steps that you give them challenges you give them? To, to a process to get more authentic. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's challenging in that everyone operates differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And what, authenticity means to some people, it, it, you know, it doesn't mean the same to others. And so I think part of that is number one, just looking at your imposter syndrome, because everyone has it mm-hmm. and just going, okay, what, what is my version of this? Because everyone has some version of it. So probably one of the most common I hear is, well, who's going to care about yeah. my food or me eating breakfast? Like no one cares about that. Yeah. Yeah. Why should I put that in my stories? And, or, you know, another one that people say is, well, is it professional? Does it seem professional? If I do that, am I going to come off? You know, if you are a professional, like Mm -hmm. then trying to make your feed professional Mm -hmm. is a double entendre. Like it's, you're just, it's a, you're, you're layering on, you're laying the professional on a little too thick. You already are a professional. So just share who you are. And so the first thing I say to people most of the time is if you're feeling like it's too promotiony and too fake and schmoozy, mm-hmm. then you're forgetting why you do it. Mm-hmm. Right? You it, it has to go down to your why. What why do you do this? Who do you want to serve and how do you want to move the world and what difference do you want to make and impact do you want to make? And you got to get down to that core. When you're talking about the why, is it typically relate back to themselves that they want to do it? Like for themselves? No. Because it doesn't seem like. No, it's usually, well, I really want people to change. I'm going to see transformation. I want the world to be better. I want um, to make people laugh or cry or, you know. Every now and you get that person who's like, well, I just want to be famous or I want to be rich or I want <laughs> to make a full-time living, right? I want to make a full-time living being a creative and that, but then you have to go, but why, mm-hmm. like, what, what is that going to do? And then usually the day, the, the lower you dig, the harder you kind of get to this root. And it's, 
usually about making a difference, leaving a legacy and changing the world or helping somebody feel something. Or, you know, as a performer, I've always said my why was like, I want to help people see the world differently. And mm-hmm. I try to do that. Even with the reels that I make, I try to do that even with, you know, the shows I do. So if you're, you know, if you're feeling like it's fake, it's because you're forgetting why you do it. And then the second thing I do is we talk about who you're doing it for and creating what I call an ideal audience. A lot of marketing people would call it, you know, an, an avatar, you know, but I like to call it an ideal audience because mm-hmm. your audience, like, and, and I, and I usually try to create one person, not like a broad audience, not like someone between the thirties and sixties. It's like, this person is 24 years old. They're, you know, openly gay. They <laughs> live in Manhattan apartment with a roommate. They work at a restaurant. They're auditioning. Like I, where they love, you know, to watch the other two on HBO. They shop at these, and I get really specific mm-hmm. because the thing I learned as an actor is the more specific you are with your characters, you know, if I'm doing a character development, the more the audience believes it. Ooh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so getting, yeah. getting really specific about who you serve and making, creating your ideal audience member. And then every piece of content you make serves that person because we all, I look at what I do as an act of service. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I can make someone laugh or see something differently or help somebody build their brand or whatever, then I have been of service. And that is to me like the ultimate gift of living. And, and oops, sorry. yeah, keep going, keep going. I don't want to stop. Yeah. So, so I, I usually start with who do you serve? What problem do you solve? What do you do for them? And get really specific. Even if you just try it out for six months, if you don't feel like it's the solid thing, try it out, just try it out and be willing to fail and see what happens. You're going to just get a little bit closer to figuring out what is your, your ideal audience. I love that usually helps. Yeah. I love the ideal audience too, because you know, they, yeah, they talk about like ideal client. I love that you call it ideal audience because I like, you know, it's something about the business lingo to me has never really resonated because people will say like ideal client avatar or things like that. And it just feels so not of service. It feels so inauthentic. And I think that the lingo we use, you know, kind of seeps into our message. And when we're going from that place, like I focus on value and, you know, service similar, like uh, totally in alignment with you there on everything you've said, really. But it just, yeah. And then, you know, you read these books and you're like, oh, who's the ideal, <laughs> who's the ideal client you're trying to go? And it's just Ugh. like, <clears throat> That doesn't feel right. good to go to service when you're like, hi, client. It's But audience is softer on the brain, at least for the word for me is softer to hear that and more actionable than anything else I've heard. I love how you phrase that. And more fun. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, I would rather build so much trust with my audience that whether they buy or not, you know, and they yeah. purchase or not, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. they're, they're there and they're with me. Mm-hmm. And I just see so much online marketing mm. space of people just trying to get 10 X, 10 X your sales, 10 X. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Know? The 10 X crowd cracks me up. Oh my I'm gosh. Like, yeah. And like when I got into clubhouse, when clubhouse started and mm-hmm. I would go into these rooms and be like, 
this is so gross. Like you're not talking <laughs> about making connection with yeah. people at all. I couldn't you're do just it. trying to get I've signed up on there twice. I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I like my, I'm, I'm realizing, and I don't know if it's as I get older or something like my, my circle, my ideal audience in my head and externally <laughs> is not as wide as I thought. And the, you know, as I, as I see more of, of what other people do when they get any platform, you give them the mic and they're like, hi, how you doing? Like today we're in this, what is going on here? Who are you? This isn't what you would talk about if I passed you on the street or I saw you at, you know, somewhere. And I've spent time with people with very large platforms. And to me, the ones that like, I love the most, they're like the most, the same, both places. Like you go, Oh, I know that person, you know, ah, that's, that's that person. That's my friend. And not, they're not, they're not weird on social media. Yeah. It's so, I feel like it's pretty rare that I find people who the experience in person is the same experience online. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, it's true. And, and I, I don't know, but I think that authenticity that you, you help people with and, and that you bring in what you're doing is so findable. I knew within literally seconds, I'm talking less than three seconds of seeing not, not even like just on, like landed on your Instagram, not even scrolling down. Like there's like a magnetism to it that I'm just like, this is my type of person. This is, I didn't, you know, and it's, that shines through that authenticity shines through in a way that like, you know, there's no 10 X strategy to like be more of yourself. That sums me out that, that is stuff is so loud, <laughs> but it, because yeah. it, it gets, it does get people fast fix, right? I, yeah. I think that you can, yeah, you can probably get a ton of followers and you can probably make a ton of money really quickly, but is it sustainable? Mm-hmm. Are those people going to be with you for life? Because is it quality? Like in the, yeah, they purchased it, but did they do it? Mm-hmm. Did it fix, did it change their lives? And would they purchase from you again? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Because the, because the, because what you sold wasn't real. Yeah. And, and I, I just see that so much. And I was like, I, and that's really where I hope to make the biggest difference now is like, how can I help people, people who aren't that loud? Cause mm-hmm. there's so many people who are in that space who are so loud, mm-hmm. but then there's people who are actually really good at what they do, but they're not loud. Yeah. And I want them to feel like they can take what they do and put it out into the world and make a living and make money. And, and that's my hope. And like, I want to create visibility for LGBTQ people yes. and businesses and, you know, and help creatives because I just think I don't need to see somebody else sell another purse. (laughs) I would rather see somebody sell a piece of art, a sculpture. Yeah. Right. I mean, something that like that makes the world look prettier. Yeah. Yeah. And And, you know, there's all this talk of like Instagram. I don't, I don't read or it sounds weird. I don't expose myself to too much news just because it's just, Mm. there's only so many hours in the day and dedicating it and to mental like, health. Yeah. And <laughs> mental health. I mean, yeah, I guess I don't really need to explain why I don't consume a lot of news, you know, exactly. um, <laughs> anyone who, that I, in my life that consumes a lot of news when they like, tell me something, they go, Oh, I didn't know that. I don't really watch the news. They always go. I need to do that. That's always their responses. I need to do that. And I'm like, 
that's just further confirmation. I do not need, I'm like, I'm not missing out on anything. Stay off it. Yeah. yeah. I like all the headlines or anything I need to know will make its way to my, but yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like the people with, with that, that have this real thing to share with the world almost see these other like internet marketers and they see these 10 X things because that stuff is like hyper strategized, optimized to rise to the top on stuff like Instagram, but correct. Keyword, keyword maximize. Yes. Right. Keyword maximize. Yeah. And what's interesting (laughs) is I'm, I'm also speaking with uh, a lady who does SEO, which I don't know a whole lot about SEO, but to me, it's like, what if you could combine, what if you could use SEO for like authenticity? And, and I think there's something there, you know, obviously it's not like only the internet marketing strategies work, but what about, yeah, like you but said, if you can amplify. use them. To, yeah. But if you can take those strategies and I, and, you know, I, I will say I tend to sort of stray away from those things and I need to do them more because mm-hmm. I would like to grow my following and mm-hmm. there is something to learn there and I'm not going to knock that, but it's, it's, the it's got to be balanced right Mm -hmm. i always say it's the same thing on our feed right i always say the best the people who have the most success in creative the creative world any creative industry really are the people who can perfectly balance their credibility with their vulnerability Mm. right it's if you can show not just what you do but who you are Mm -hmm. right look at oprah Yes. Right. Very successful journalist, interviewer. I never think also of Oprah feel- as a journalist. It's so funny you say that because I'm like, oh, yeah, she is That's a journalist. Started, right? Yeah. But I mean, I just like, I just don't think of, but it's so, it's so true. But it's also, oh, yeah, she's a journalist. <laughs> like, but we know all these things about her background, her family history, her life, and the yep. things that her mission yep. to change the world and help people find their souls. And, you know, so, you know, the, I, I just feel like a lot of people are either they either are too vulnerable and they share a TMI mm-hmm. or they're like way too credible and they only share what they do. And yes. it's got, you got to find that balance. And I feel like it's the same thing in your marketing. Like, yes, how do you learn from people, but put your own language and 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 personality into it and and make your own rules you yeah know? and it looks like magic when it's done right honestly because that's when someone like you you watch look at it and you go wow brett is like what's what's going on here there's, there's this magic happening and it is it's so that mix of credibility and vulnerability because you know we've all seen the people that share too much on social media and then we're like okay, this person has got more issues than me. And then they're like, the next slide on their stories is like trying to sell you some personal development thing. And you're like, what do you mean you were just went through a divorce? Your kids are yelling at you. Your kid just posted all these negative things about you. And now you're selling me a marriage boot camp. Come on. You know, what's going on here? Okay, I'll buy it. No, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Here's the $97. But, uh, but there is something to, to what you're saying too, is the 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 confidence like coming back to that mm-hmm. and this idea of authenticity is understanding that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea Mm-mm. and mm-hmm. th- that person who's messy divorce and kid hates them they may be exactly what somebody needs to help their marriage mm-hmm. you know and yeah. that and that's okay that's your thing and i'm not his ideal audience yes yeah yeah and so it always comes back to that. It's, you know, people will say, oh, if I post that, this, 
casting director or this producer or this mm-hmm. other person is going to see it. And I was like, are they your ideal audience? Because mm. they're probably not your ideal audience. And if this so is stop get thinking about them, you're not making this for them. I'm not this person's target demographic. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that too, because I, yeah, if you, if you try to be what, what there's, I'm sure there's some saying there, but if you try to be, you know, something to everybody, you're basically nothing to, you know, you're yeah, not, you're not yeah. going to resonate. Trying to be everything to everyone. You're nothing to no one. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And I could really see that. Interesting. Yeah. So when, what is the balance though, when someone doesn't, feel, you know, confident. And one thing I, I see with clients is they're like, how, what do I talk about? What uh. if, and say they're like, you know, I have one client I'm thinking of in particular, who's like wanted to go into more personal development stuff. And he was saying, you know, I want to do this, but I don't feel, you know, like what, what makes me qualified? Huh. <laughs> yeah. So number one, like I always say to people, you are an expert to somebody mm-hmm. you don't have to and being an expert doesn't mean that you have years and years of experience. It just means you're one step ahead of somebody else. So again, maybe his audience is just a version of himself five years ago. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. I love it. And, and then understanding too, that there are people out there successfully navigating that space mm-hmm. What are they doing? Steal like an artist. Yes. Look at what they're, you know, look at what they're doing that works, that's getting success and create your own version of that. Right. Mm, Yeah. I mean, everyone, nothing's even West side story is Romeo and Juliet. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. What about, and I'm just, this is not on the same track, but kind of when you would be performing and you'd maybe be feeling off that day and you're like, eh, I don't really, eh, I mean, I'm, there had to have been days, right? Where you're like, oh yeah, yeah there's no way, you know, how would you turn yeah. on? Well, usually I would think about the, ironically enough, who's my audience, mm-hmm. right? I would think. You know, like when I was doing The Little Mermaid, I would think I would be dressed up as a stingray (laughs) and I'd be about to make my entrance. (laughs) No. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. I was going to, I'm ready to cut this thing. (laughs) No, that wasn't me. Not, not guilty, but you know, ready to make an entrance for under the sea on a Saturday matinee, not wanting to be there just kind of not in the mood. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to think there's literally a 10 year old in that audience who's seeing her first Broadway show Mm. and I'm doing it for her, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what would get me out there. And I would turn it on for her and I would think of her and I would usually find some kid out there and I would just imagine this the first time seeing it and I would want it to be memorable. Yes. 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 And that, that's so key because, you know, people talk about, you know, yeah, the, the find your why, but when you really attach it to something real like that, that's better than any cup of coffee. That's better than, you know, any, you know, it doesn't even seem like a mindset trick or anything like that. Cause you're genuinely existing in service. That seems like the deepest form of not only gratitude, but 
you know, service you could possibly make use of this time you got on the, you know, the, the short time we got on this planet. It's beautiful. Amen. Yeah. Jeez. I love that. I love that. I mean, it's better. It's not as good as the, the five X trick I was going to use where I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> me, teach me all the hacks, Dylan. I, hacks. I don't know. I oof, hacks. I mean, I, I, I love just, that. Yeah. Here's your hacks. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be a hack. No. Right. I don't want to hack. <laughs> I don't want to have to remember 83 tips for my next thing, you know, and they're like, here's 46. Oof, oof, the numbers, the numbers, but I think it's all optimized, you know, and at the end of yeah. the day, when it comes to showing up on whether it's social media or podcasting or videos, if you want to make YouTube videos, really starting off with it's like, it's like almost cause I'm always thinking of like content, right? Like content just is in my brain and I'm thinking of things that lens, whether I want to or not. And yeah. people will think content strategies naturally. And yeah. you don't really need a content strategy when you're thinking of your audience in mind as much. It's, it comes a lot easier, I guess you could say, because you're thinking, what does this person need or what am I making for exactly. this person? Exactly. It writes itself. Every, and, and, and then I say to people like every day that you don't show up, that person isn't getting what they need. Oh, well, jeez. So that's a great motivator, right? Yeah. Give them what they need. And yeah. it may just be a laugh. Yes. Sometimes I'm just making something cause it's funny. Yes. Yeah. So when you, when you're making your own content, are you, I mean, you're thinking of this person in mind, this audience in mind, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that like, you don't stick to one way, like one thing. You're not like, you know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not like one angle. <laughs> you're, you're coming with different, like different value ads, I guess that sounds so markety, but you know, it's like <laughs>, laughs or it's things that like, are, I don't know. It's not, it's not so one way, which is like really refreshing rather than trying to jam a perspective down someone's throat. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, I probably would have a bigger audience if I was more, you know, here's all the Instagram tips, everything, Instagram, 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 mm-hmm. right. But, and so then people kind of know me as, Oh, he's at Instagram. I bet that's not what I want to be known for. I, yeah. I want to, I'm a creative and I yeah. want to make people laugh. I like the, it yeah. always, I want to serve people, but yeah. also entertain. Yeah. And that's just in my bones. So it's not everybody's tea cup of tea. And that's bigger though. than I think because, you know, there's this Instagram's like, speaking about Instagram, but it like goes for YouTube. It goes for pod, It goes for any of the platforms, but they build it in with the numbers. So you can see obviously what you're doing and it drives people, you know, it's, we've lost, we don't, I don't know if they can even figure out the numbers of how many people we've lost to just the fact of like comparison to the numbers and all that mm-hmm. stuff, the mental health effects it has. And which is, is just, it's just so hard to think about, but it comes from that, you know, well, they have a million followers and they literally just post pictures on the beach, you know? So mm-hmm. like, why am I not getting any, any, I'm adding all this value of all these different things, you know, it's built into yeah. the thing of comparison. And I love your approach of just, this is who I am. This is who I'm serving. And I don't know. I feel also like there's like a tipping point too, where if you do your thing long enough, eventually the audience then finds you and then then what looks like they're like, well, how can they post a picture on the beach? It's because they've been doing that thing long enough that it just attracted all the people who just wanted the beach pictures, you know? 
And <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I do think that there's there it compare. I, I would say compare and despair, right? Mm. So com- comparison is an is an issue for everybody because it's very easy to just get focused on numbers mm-hmm. and because you can try to measure your success by numbers, Mm -hmm. but your success can't be measured by the numbers because everyone's path is different. Everyone's audience is different. Like you, you you can't measure it that way. And I, you know, what needs, you you can only measure your success by the amount of times you show up. Mm, And that means like serving people, whether they respond or react or, or comment or not, you show up and serve because it, you know, it, it grows, it builds on itself. But if you don't show up, not only do you not trust yourself, but you're not going to get your audience to trust you. Right. Yeah. 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 I like that thought of, you know, how do you expect your audience to show up if you're not showing? Totally. It takes two there, you know, it's a, it's a two way street. Yeah. I mean, on Broadway, the show goes on. <laughs> Even if there's 10 people in the audience. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be thinking now moving forward as I'm making content of, of you and then just knowing all these mistakes happening, but just the show goes on and, and just when there's Broadway, like this is easier than Broadway. That'll be my mantra. This is easier than Broadway. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. um, So final question. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want people to know about anything. Hmm. could be anything. doesn't have to be confidence. doesn't have to be, could be anything. LGBTQIA could be anything. Yeah. could be anything. Well, no, I would just, I would just like to say, you know, in regards to social media and building a personal brand or whatever it is you're focusing on is you don't have to have been on Broadway and have, a huge history of being a professional performer or creative to be considered a creative. We are all endowed with the gifts of the great creator, whatever you think that is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The God or whatever you believe, we are connected to that source. And so us putting, even if it's energy or whatever you consider, like when we put our creativity out into the world, we are extending our spirit and our, and the light and this uh, a power greater than ourselves out into the world. And you have this ability with social media to just extend your creativity out into the world and help somebody today feel connected and feel less alone and feel something. That feels like a big responsibility, but at the same time, super empowering. And so extending that ability that we all have, how can people work with you? Oh, yeah. Come follow me on Instagram at Brett Shuford. I have a free download for anyone who wants to check out what I call the imposter to influencer map. You can go to the imposter to imposter to influencer map.com. It basically is like, I think that of marketing yourself or your personal brand, like you're, you are a theme park. So mm-hmm. it's, it's basically you building your own theme park. And I use this map to sort of guide you through it. And uh, yeah. So what experience do you create? You know, it's, that's that idea and it's super fun. So you can go to imposter to influencer map.com. Awesome. And I'll link that in the show notes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brett, for taking the time. Thanks for having me. 
I want to thank again, Brett, for coming on the podcast and talking all things creativity, confidence, and courage today. I've put all the links to Brett in the show notes, so please check that out and give Brett a follow on all the social channels. His Instagram, I'm telling you, is equal parts creativity and funny. He is so, he's such a breath of fresh air. Um, If you'd like to create, grow, or monetize your own podcast, please visit www.digitalpodcaster.com for all the information on how we can work together. I'd love to help you execute your vision and reach your podcast and content goals. I'll talk to you soon.